Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. We're getting a good picture of what the game plan is to end the traditional Latin Mass and the traditional form of the sacraments, what their plan is for the modernists in Rome. But beyond that, we're getting a clearer picture now more than ever before that what the men who serve Francis really want is not reverent worship, but a human-centered worship. One that is filled with emotiveness we've come to see as a characteristic of our time. That means, but most simply, that they see reverent worship in any form of the liturgy as an affront to the needs of man. That whether it's in the new Mass or the traditional Roman Rite of Mass, or, as evidence is showing, even in the liturgies of the various Eastern Rites of the Church, the modernists in Rome see the real adversary to be reverence in worship. Why? They haven't said explicitly yet, aside from saying that reverence and worship is a threat to unity in the church. Today I have for you some signs of this, and I'll end with a text of a letter written by one of the most, shall we say, James Martin types of bishops in the church in America, who issued guidelines for ending reverence and worship in his diocese entirely. Let's dive into this. Let's start with the man who is the driving force behind all of these actions in the church in America. Cardinal Blaise Supich of Chicago. Cardinal Supich has been waging a relentless battle against all things preconciliar in his diocese, and using his considerable influence among the bishops to be the point man for the modernist battle against all things traditional in the church in America. Recall that Cardinal Supich issued his own policy, ending the traditional mass in Chicago on first Sundays of the month and on holy days of obligation, and that he made moves against reverence in the liturgy and the saying of the new mass as well. He has been waging war against tradition in the Mass and in the Church more broadly, which is why it was strange when he tweeted this. From his official Twitter account, quote, A great blessing to celebrate the 1050th anniversary of the Feast of St. Blaise in Dubrovnik, Croatia today, and preach on the importance of tradition. End quote. And you can see him dressed in his vestments and carrying items for the celebration of local traditional liturgical customs related to the Feast of St. Blaise and the Blessing of Throats, and many people asked if he was trolling us. And yes, the answer is yes, but there's more to it than that. Supich and the modernists love the simple basic traditions the laity love. The Blessing of St. Blaise is one of those traditions because it, is, it can, can be emotive in nature. At the core of modernism is something called vital imminence, which reduces the faith to a faith experience had by the individual. And then we then take the experience and share it among ourselves. It's a core value of modernism. It's a reductionism or relativism of the faith that reduces everything to the needs and perceptions of the individual person and the objective truth of the faith become relative. Hence why Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church is able to be a voice for the formal authorities of the church and to preach naked heresy without consequence. Thus, when Supic talks about the importance of tradition, he is speaking in favor of of those traditions of the church that promote this emotiveness in the faith and against those of traditional Catholicism, which require at the most basic level that we put aside our own personal experiences and individual needs for right-ordered worship and service to Christ the King. So Supic can preach to an audience who doesn't know him at all in Croatia about the importance of tradition and keep a straight face while doing it because he does believe these smaller liturgical traditions that feed the faith experience needs of individuals to be important. The traditions that they cannot stomach are the ones that surrender the self to Christ. 
When we kneel to receive our Lord in the most blessed sacrament of the altar, we surrender ourselves in an act of adoration. We submit to the reign of Christ the King over our very being. We submit ourselves fully to him. When the Mass is said in a manner in keeping with what the Church always taught as a right-ordered way of giving God his due, using sacred languages and with the priest adorned in sacred vestments and the rest, we acknowledge that worship of God is to be something set aside, set apart from the rest of our daily experiences. That what we are engaged in is important, something truly special, that must be treated as if it was the most important thing in our lives. And this is what the modernists are at war with. They will accept all manner of liturgical abuse. They will accept clown masses and charismatic masses and all sorts of silly things that would never have been recognized as Catholic in nature before that they will accept anything that requires the surrender of self to Christ, a recognition that man is not the center of all experiences in life. They will never accept placing God at the center of all things in the church. They can't do that because modernism is a heresy, and modernists don't have the faith. I remember when Traditionus Custodis was issued last summer that there were a fair number of people who still, for whatever reason, gave Francis the benefit of the doubt. I know, I thought we were all past that at this point, but they continued to do it. They saw that the document called for decorum to be observed in the Mass, that the Mass was to be said in a way fitting for the Mass, and people thought that meant that Francis was finally going to act against liturgical abuse that is widespread in the Novus Ordo. Then we saw the policy out of the Archdiocese of Rome, which ended not only the traditional liturgy on First Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation, but also ended at Orientum Mass and took action against the reinsertion of traditional practices in the new Mass. And then we all witnessed that policy spread to the United States and Western Europe. Decorum to Francis and the modernists is not to have reverent worship, but to keep the Mass focused on the unity of the community, the worship of man, and the needs of man, and not on the rights of God. Bear that in mind. In the letter which follows is the, from the Bishop of Lexington, Bishop John Stowe, who is a notorious bishop, by the way, where he issues his version of the Rome policy for his diocese. Only the FSSP will be permitted to say the Apostolic Mass, and he bans reverent forms of the new mass. For those who don't know what a beretta or a maniple are, a beretta is the black hat worn by the priest through most of the history of the Roman rite of mass going back to ancient times in one form or another, and the maniple is the strip hanging from the left arm of the priest worn during the traditional liturgy, and it has its own theological importance as does everything else worn by the priest. You'll notice something in this letter though. The big concern is unity and worship, and the big adversary to that unity is reverent worship. I haven't presented a letter on banning the Latin Mass for a while because they get repetitive, but this one is illustrative of what we can expect to see more of as we head towards Ash Wednesday. So now, here is the letter of Bishop John Stowe. Quote, Guardians of Tradition, Traditionis Custodis, Celebration of the Liturgy in the Diocese of Lexington. On July 16, 2021, the Holy Father, Pope Francis, issued the Modu Proprio Decree, Traditionis Custodis, concerning the use of the Roman liturgy as it was celebrated prior to the reforms initiated by the Second Vatican Council. In his decree, issued after the consultation with the bishops of the world, Pope Francis asserts that there is henceforth one form of the Roman liturgy, and he substantially changes the provisions for the use of the Missal of 1962 that were contained in the Motu Proprio, Samorum Pontificum, Pope Benedict XVI issued in 2007. As the Holy Father makes clear, there is no precedent for permitting two forms of the same rite in the Church to be in use simultaneously. 
the ongoing use of what was formerly referred to as the extraordinary form has emphasized rather than diminished the divisions within the church according to the feedback received from the world's bishops. Sorry, because it's not true. Pope Francis states that the constant search for ecclesial communion is the motivation for the new directives contained in Traditionis Custodis. The significant feature of it is its emphasis on the role of the diocesan bishop as moderator, promoter, and guardian of the liturgical life of the diocese. This is not limited to the regulation of the preconciliar celebration of the Mass, but applies to all liturgical celebrations in the local church. The issuance of this motu proprio provides an occasion to review the unity of our form of celebration in the diocese in accordance with the norms of the universal church. One of the principles of the latest iteration of the general instruction of the Roman Missal is that the liturgy is not the private property of the priest celebrant, but celebrated for the good of the whole church. It is not the prerogative of the priest celebrant to impose personal tastes or preferences upon the celebration of the Mass, although there are places within the liturgy where the rubrics permit some variation at the discretion of the celebrant. The following paragraphs divided into sections referring to the use of the Missal of 1962 and to the celebration with the current Missal set forth my directives for the celebration of the Mass in the Diocese of Lexington and will be effective as of Ash Wednesday, the 2nd of March, 2022. Celebration of the Mass according to the Missal of 1962. Traditionis Custodis instructs the bishops of dioceses where there are groups that use the preconciliar form of Mass to 1. Determine that these groups do not deny the validity and legitimacy of the liturgical reform. 2. Designate one or more locations where the celebration of the preconciliar mass outside of parish churches and without creating new personal parishes. And 3. Establish the days on which such celebrations may occur, in which the readings are proclaimed in the vernacular according to official translations for liturgical use approved by the bishop's conference. The bishop is also to appoint a priest suitably prepared to celebrate the Mass according to the Missal of 1962, and provide pastoral care of the group which celebrates this form. He is not to authorize the establishment of new groups, and to determine whether or not to retain parishes erected for the benefit of these groups. Shortly after the issuance of Traditionis Custodis, I met with Father Mark Fisher, FSSP, chaplain to the Regina Pacis community in the diocese. Father Fisher, as a member of the priestly fraternity of St. Peter, assures me that as a member of that institute he is committed to the unity of the church, and that as a community, Regina Pacis does not deny the legitimacy of or the validity of post-Vatican II liturgies. He agreed to discontinue the celebration of the pre-conciliar mass at St. Peter's downtown, and I have authorized the continuation of the celebration according to the 1962 Missal at St. Francis de Sales Church in White Sulphur. As of the date of issuance of Traditionis Custodis, Father Mark Fisher is the only priest in the diocese authorized to celebrate according to the Missal of 1962. No other priest has requested authorization to do so. Such authorization is required according to the motu proprio. Priests can no longer presume to celebrate in this form as under previous directives. A diocesan bishop is even required to consult the Holy See before giving authorization to any priest ordained after the 16th of July 2021, the date of the motu proprio. It is clear from Traditionis Custodis that the Holy Father sees the continued use of the Missal of 1962 as a temporary need in the Church. It is not to be promoted, nor should it, there be attempts made to expand its usage. The idea of two comp complementary forms of the same Roman rite as decreed in 2007 is no longer considered workable in light of the need for unity in the Church. 
The letter from Pope Francis to the bishops of the world, issued on the same day as Traditionis Custodis, stresses the need to guide the whole church to a unitary celebration of the Mass. Celebration of the Mass according to the third edition of the Roman Missal, 2010. Article 2 states forthrightly, It belongs to the diocesan bishop as moderator, promoter, and guardian of the whole liturgical life of the particular church entrusted to him to regulate the liturgical celebrations of his diocese. That letter addressed to the bishops which accompanied the motu proprio also states, I ask you to be vigilant in ensuring that every liturgy be celebrated with decorum and fidelity to the liturgical books promulgated after Vatican II without the eccentricities that can easily degenerate into abuses. I am afraid that such eccentricities occur throughout the diocese and within the description I would include the addition of rites and gestures that are not included in the Roman Missal. For example, priests and ministers kneeling at the foot of the altar during the introductory rites, the alteration of the text of the Eucharistic prayer by the celebrant, the use of vesture previously discontinued, such as berettas and maniples, and unauthorized adaptations on the posture for receiving communion, kneeling at the communion rail. Of more concern is the celebration of the Mass ad Orientum, especially when done because of the preference of the priest celebrant. Therefore, as of Ash Wednesday, 2nd of March of this year, there are to be no ad Orientum celebrations of the Mass with a congregation in the Diocese of Lexington. The use of the Beretta during the celebration of Mass, as well as the use of maniples, is to be discontinued. The norm for reception of communion is to be standing. However, communion is not to be denied to individuals who insist on kneeling to receive. There should be no additions to the rites already contained in the order of Mass. End quote. As you can see with that letter's text, the modernists are dead serious. Kneeling for communion is specifically called out as a harmful thing to the unity of the faith. Though canon law is clear to you that you can kneel if you wish to receive, and so the bishop hasn't ended the practice yet. Give the modernists time, and I'm sure they will find a way. But not only do they want the apostolic mass gone, they want any remnants of it that remain in the new mass gone as well, so they ban ad orientum worship, and the priests dressing the way historic Catholic priests would dress. We saw this in the Diocese of Springfield as well, when the bishops there implemented Supich's policies, and I assure you that we will see more of this as time goes on. Which brings me to this. Ash Wednesday is less than a month away. We expect a new document to come forth that hammers the FSSP and the rest of the groups like them, the Institute of Christ the King, Sovereign Priest, the Institute of the Good Shepherd, and groups like that. And this expectation has led people to asking me a basic question. Do I think we're being chastised by God? And the answer is a simple yes. Almost every single one of us is far too worldly, far too attached to the things of this world, and we engage in sins that would leave our fathers in the faith aghast at the state of our lives. We all do it. We fail to keep the five first Saturdays devotion. We place our trust in earthly princes and their politics instead of striving to become saints. Again, we're all guilty of this to some degree, including me. But Lent is the perfect time to remedy this. I'll have a video before Lent starts on traditional things we can do to beef up our Lenten observances, and I hope you'll consider making this Lent harder than you have in the past. It's expiation for our sins. It is the season of sackcloth and ashes, and there is no better season of penance than Lent. What did you think of all this? Is Supic's trip to Croatia rather strange by itself and his statements about tradition? Am I on the money about his statements about tradition? Is Bishop Stowe's decree a sign of things to come for the rest of us? Let me know in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.